W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Your good health is what we're going to be talking about today. Heart disease is still America's number one killer. And we're going to be talking about a procedure that will help reduce some of the problems with heart disease. Preventative. That's pretty neat. Preventative. And the procedure is called rotational atherectomy. Or something close to that. (laughs) Uh, That's a big word, and we're going to have with us to explain what that big word means, Dr. Hadi Leisha. Uh, Good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. And we're always excited to learn of some way to reduce risk of heart issues. Uh, Tell us, what what does this procedure do? So this procedure is basically a very small drill. It's uh, basically a diamond-tipped drill that goes through the heart plaque and sands the plaque of the heart in order to soften it. And once it's soft enough, we can implant a stent in the heart artery. But it's a therapeutic device, meaning it's a device that treats very advanced, severe blockages in the heart arteries. We try to avoid getting there by adequate prevention and by controlling risk factors like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking, overweight status, and sedentary lifestyle. Now, I I know you are with St. Thomas, uh, and and with St. Thomas, uh, this program is offered at St. Thomas Heart right here in Murfreesboro at the St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, I understand. Correct. We just implemented that program. Now, will this reduce the need for bypass surgery? Uh, No. So uh, this is a technique that uh, treats one of the most severe heart plaques, but bypass surgery would still have an indication if there are blockages in multiple vessels uh, or if the blockages are in the main vessel of the heart called left main. But uh, this technique is an advanced technique that takes care of a focal or um, moderate heart plaque in a specific artery and gets better outcomes on the long term in heart tissue a plaque or a calcified plaque. Now, the plaque that we have in our heart in the arteries, uh, is that brought on by the diet that we have? So partly so. Of course, diet plays a major role, um, but uh, some of it is related to high blood pressure. We call those cardiovascular risk factors. So again, they are smoking, high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol levels, uh, diabetes, and overweight status and sedentary lifestyle, lack of exercise. But diet has a major role to do with that. Um, There are multiple uh, guidelines by the American Heart Association that uh, all of us can refer to. Uh, But uh, a natural Mediterranean type diet is the best from a heart standpoint. 
I hear so much about the Mediterranean diet, and I hear so much about, well, this could be solved if we did not have obesity and uh, if we didn't have uh, a habit of eating the wrong food. It's been so long since we've eaten the right food, and many of us probably have never eaten the right food. Is there a program at St. Thomas that can help us learn how to eat the right food and how to to get the proper weight where we should be and reduce all of these problems. Yes, absolutely. We have a dietitian team that specifically deals with that, and uh, we follow the American Heart Association guidelines and dietary recommendations. Uh, Basically, I tell all my patients uh, the most natural way you eat is actually the, the more you get away from processed food and fast food, and the more you get close to what our ancestors used to eat, green vegetables, olive oil, fish, nuts, uh, those types of foods are the ones that prolong life and improve quality of life and reduce weight. Now, we can sometimes eat those foods, and I understand that the people who manufacture them put things in them to preserve them and things of that sort, and some of the good things uh, are then taken away. How can we make certain that uh, the foods we eat are nutritional for us? So it's pretty, honestly, as uh, simple as that sounds. Uh, it's just as uh, if you get to go to the, uh, the fresh produce aisle in the supermarket, if you eat the food that our creator has created for us and without adding all the additional elements for preservation, that's probably the, e- the easiest way to describe in a simple fashion, the best way to eat, as natural as possible. Makes a lot of sense. I, yeah, I, I, I guess it's so obvious we don't think about that sometimes. Absolutely. It's just the pace of life and uh, the fact that people have to eat very quickly is unfortunate. Uh, but there are very fast ways to eat very healthy foods. And uh, hopefully we get the food industry to jump on that wagon so that we can uh, improve patients' lives and quality of life and extend their life. Now, you talked about this procedure that St. Thomas Rutherford is offering to make it uh, your heart a lot healthier and reduce your risk of having a heart attack. Are you ever too late to get your uh, your heart healthy, to, to get your weight right, to get your eating habits right? Are, are you ever too late to do that? It is extremely rare to get to a point where it's too late. There are situations where it's so advanced that, unfortunately, prevention doesn't work anymore. This is why we work on prevention so early on in the process. But the large majority of the time, we can significantly improve overall outcomes, even if the heart disease is so advanced, diffuse, and is involving multiple arteries. And there are very effective ways that improve patients' quality of life and extend their life. But there are very rare situations where the disease is so advanced, and we try our best, obviously, to get to the patient before this happens. Let me ask you this. This has been a concern of mine. I know that uh, over my lifetime, I have had an opportunity to eat good food. And then as the fast food and chemicals came along, I ate those as well. And I'm thinking, you know, you've had some good, you've had some bad. But at today's youth and at today's adults, they have had uh, the chemicals all along. Do they have a harder road to follow to 
to get back into good health. Absolutely. You're right on. Uh, we were just talking recently amongst each other cardiologists how, unfortunately, the age of presentation with heart attack has gone down so much to a point where we're seeing people in their 30s presenting with massive heart attacks. And it's very unfortunate. We obviously can treat them, take care of the acute issue and, uh, you know, save their lives. But this is not the goal. The goal is to prevent this. It's never too late, as you said at the beginning. It's just a way of life, and there are a lot of things that a lot of people can do in a very simple fashion. People think it's a very complicated way to kind of be healthy, but it's actually very, very simple. And if we follow simple steps and we are motivated and we see our goals, I think we can achieve them pretty quickly. And we have seen that thousands of times people who are motivated to um, be healthy become healthy within months and uh, prevent any further uh, heart attacks or the further development of plaque buildup in their heart arteries. In these days of COVID-19 where we're practicing social distancing, we're trying to stay away from crowds, things of this sort, uh, we, we find it a challenge and sometimes frightening to get together in groups to exercise and things of that sort. In fact, I'm not even sure that the wellness centers at the hospital are back open yet. Uh, I think they've tried opening up for some of the therapy, but not for just general exercise. How important is exercise, and uh, what can we do if we don't have a, a facility to go to right now? Exercise is literally a core principle of good health. Uh, exercise by itself is, it does not mean that someone is immune from heart disease. Of course, it's a continuation. It's a, it's a uh, combination of uh, lifestyle measures, but exercise is an extremely important way to stay healthy from a heart perspective. It drops blood pressure. It decreases inflammation. It improves mood. It improves sleep, it improves quality of life, and um, most of all, it also decreases cholesterol levels and improves blood sugars, in the, which is a major risk factor for plaque buildup in the heart arteries. Um, uh, now, obviously, with the COVID-19 and the social distancing, it's a little bit more challenging, but I tell all my patients, this is the perfect time to walk outside. This is free. It is socially distant. It is pleasant. It is natural. It improves overall well-being. Just walk outside or run outside or if you enjoy cycling. We have plenty of opportunities to exercise, especially our, you know, our beautiful area with um, um, nice landscapes and um, so uh, all the trails that we have. Um, so uh, it is pretty easy to exercise. You can do it anywhere. Very good. So it's okay to be outside and it's important to walk or run, whichever your body is ready to do. Exactly. Now, at what point do we need to bring in this new procedure, the rotational arthrectomy? So rotational arthrectomy is an advanced procedure that uh, is basically uh, a way to sand a very hard plaque in the heart artery that doesn't expand. The way we fix blockages in the heart arteries without heart surgery is we go from the wrist most of the time with a catheter without any incision and through that catheter we thread a balloon to expand that plaque and open up the heart blockage unfortunately there are some types of heart plaque in about 
uh, 20% of the cases that are very hard, even if you expand it with a balloon, it will collapse back down. And if you place a stent, which is a basically a metallic cylinder made out of a mesh of metallic wires mounted on the balloon, if you expand that stent, it would not expand. It would just stay collapsed. And you can dil- dilate and dilate, and you spend a lot of time, and you don't achieve absolutely good outcomes. What this procedure does, rotational atherectomy, is basically uh, a drill that has very small pieces of diamond on the tip of it that is rotating at 160,000 times a minute and uh, would drill through that heart plaque and sand it in order to make it more elastic. And this will allow the balloon to expand the plaque and then the stent to be very nice and open and provide very good long-term outcomes. This procedure uh, was done traditionally in the uh, major centers uh, in Nashville, but uh, we were fortunate to have a very talented team here in the cath lab at St. Thomas Rutherford that uh, embraced that technology and supported us to allow our patients to benefit from this here at home. So this is a procedure that used to you had to go to Nashville for, but you can now do it here in Murfreesboro. Do you need to, to have a stay in the hospital to have this? Yes, most of the time they need to spend one night. There are very few times where we can actually discharge them on the same day if um, there are certain criteria are met. Now, if a person has uh, heart arrhythmias uh, and, and their beats are uh, not persist not consistent uh will something like this help in that area as well you know so this is uh, what you're describing is a problem with the electrical system of the heart uh, we're talking about the plumbing system of the heart in terms of opening up the plaque but heart rhythm abnormalities are related to the electrical uh, transmission of the heart signals and that uh, is dealt with uh, with a different technology called ablation or cardioversion Okay, very uh, technical system. I mean, this uh, your body is a miracle. I mean, it really is Absolutely. a phenomenon. I am amazed every day. And and just every day it seems like something new is developed to make us healthier and uh, enjoy life Absolutely. more. We are very fortunate that we have tremendous technology. Uh, in my uh, career so far, I've seen the field expand at a tremendous exponential rate. And every day we have, uh, you know, industry that is chipping in and the invention and all the bright minds putting together one of the best tools that make us live longer and happier. And we've always heard, uh, at least in my lifetime, about heart disease being the number one killer in America. And it used to be a male-oriented uh, disease. I understand it's more equal rights if they're if you need that. Uh, Women are getting uh, heart disease about the same number as men are. Unfortunately so, and the unfortunate part is women uh, have worse complications from heart disease for many reasons, Uh, one of which is the fact that they wait a little bit longer on uh, getting the help that they need because they're taking care of their families and they have Uh, They think about others much more than themselves. That's one of the reasons. Of course, there are other reasons, but it's uh, it's unfortunate that the incidence or the frequency uh, of uh, heart disease in women has significantly increased over the last 20 years and has almost equaled um, men's incidence of heart disease. 
One other area that I understand the men are, are very fortunate in is that uh, we're putting so much focus on, re, you know, creating a heart-healthy environment. Uh, and so many of the things that are problems in other diseases are similar to heart disease. So if we have a heart-healthy environment, we're seeing some of the other diseases uh, reduce uh, in, in their numbers that they're having, but that's mostly on the men's side, unfortunately. Yeah, and the good thing is about adopting this heart-healthy lifestyle also helps decrease cancer, it decreases overall inflammatory disorders, joint problems, diabetes, dementia. So it's a natural way of being healthy all around, not only for the heart, but the entire body. So having a heart-healthy lifestyle can reduce problems with dementia? Yeah, so dementia, we have a lot of research uh, recently that shows that a very large proportion of dementia is related to a vascular problem, to a blood vessel problem. So the little tiny vessels of the brain clog up over time from the same risk factors that cause plaque buildup in the heart. And reducing those risk factors, specifically high blood pressure, has been very effective in decreasing the incidence of dementia uh, which is mostly a vascular problem. Of course, there are other uh, causes of dementia, but the vascular problem is dominant, and that's why dementia has been increasing at a huge rate over the last 20 years, and the same proportion as heart disease has been going up. And as Dr. Leisha said earlier, uh, it's never too late to change your lifestyle for the better, and uh, you can make improvements. 100%. Very good. We're going to pause for just a moment. Uh, Dr. Alicia, hold on for just a moment. We will be back. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. And uh, this is all happening at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. You don't have to drive out of town for these procedures. Great service right here at home. Our guest this morning, Dr. Hadi Alicia. He is uh, with St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital and a new procedure rotational atherectomy. We'll be back and continue this conversation. Stay with us. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land, WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. You can find us at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Animal City, we have an excellent variety of pond supplies and the expertise to help you get your garden pond looking beautiful. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery. As we approach our 30th anniversary, our family at Animal City wants to thank you for your support. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Good morning. Still moving right along. Coming out of Rutherford County right now into Davidson as we look at it live here on 24 Westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area in that construction zone. Traffic's still not too bad on 96, 840 as you head over towards Franklin and Williamson County. Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values. Log on now, bushforsenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro? We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the mid-90s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 68. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 69. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. During these uncertain times, it's good to have a friend to walk with you and help with financial guidance. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you with free text banking, bill paying, mobile deposits, and more. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry, First National Bank of Murfreesboro, member FDIC. If you have an iPhone or use an Android, we have an app for both. WGNS AM and FM is everywhere you need us to be, on air and on demand. Welcome back. We're talking about your health, and our friends over at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital have a new way to uh, preventative uh, heart issues. It's called rotational arthrectomy procedure. Dr. Hadi Leisha is with us this morning from St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, and we're in the segment now where we do take text messages. We're not going to take any phone calls today, just text messages, so if you have a question dealing with uh, heart issues, give us a call, 615-893-1450. That's the number to text us, 615-893-1450. Dr. Heidi Leisha with us. And uh, we have a question here, Dr. Leisha. Uh, The first question is dealing with uh, a person who says their husband is in his late 60s and, and he's just tired more often than usual. Is this a symptom of a person who might be a candidate for rotational atherectomy uh, procedure? No, so tiredness can be related to multiple medical conditions. Uh, one of them is the heart. So there are at least uh, 50 to 100 reasons why someone could be tired. So obviously he would need a workup with his primary care provider. And if the, one of the uh, reasons is a heart-related reason, Within the heart itself, there are multiple reasons why someone could be tired. Also, it could be a heart valve, it could be a heart muscle, weakness of the heart muscle, it could be an electrical problem, could be lining around the heart. And one of the uh, reasons would be also blockages in the heart arteries. And within that, there are multiple ways to deal with that, and one of them is rotational arthrectomy. So uh, basically, it's kind of in a wide spectrum. Uh, another text message from a listener. This one says, once you have uh, the procedures where your plaque is reduced and the flow in your arteries uh, is uh, back to a safe level, do you have to still worry about what you eat uh, since you've started over again with, uh, with less plaque? Absolutely. This is a very important question, and thank you for bringing it up. 
plaque is a, not a focal problem in the heart. So if we fix that plaque with a stent, that doesn't mean that plaque cannot grow somewhere else. So this is where the prevention comes in, all the risk factors that you and I talked about at the beginning of the program. So uh, by fixing a focal spot with a stent is ba basically like a Band-Aid. It's just a focal, technical, uh, mechanical treatment. But the actual treatment is minimizing the development of plaque everywhere in the heart arteries by controlling blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking, and weight status. Okay. So these are things that uh, that doesn't mean once you've had your procedures, you can go back to eating uh, all of that uh, fried food. And no, actually, the stent would do very badly on the long term if this happens. Okay, so uh, got to change that lifestyle. And that's the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. And, and did you say you do have classes, programs at St. Thomas that will help us change the lifestyle? Absolutely. We do have a team that deals with that. Now, is that an ongoing program? Because it seems to be like uh, uh, we can get off track easily these days. Yeah, so basically it's the education of a way of life. There's nothing transient. All the programs that dealt with a short term have unfortunately failed. It's just a way of life that someone gets educated so that they can live uh, the rest of their life in a happy way without any chronic degenerative diseases. Out of curiosity, and I've, I've sort of observed this, and, and I'd like to get your feedback on it, it seems like uh, some people uh, can have the bad habits that some of that I have. For example, I can, I can have a bad habit of eating and, and gain a few pounds by uh, having a, you know, ice cream once in a while. And, and yet I have friends who eat ice cream and cake and cookies all the time. <laughs> And, and they don't seem to exercise, but they don't seem to gain weight either. Uh, how do they get away with that and I don't? So it's obviously a very complex answer, but to make it simple, genetics play a major role, the amount of absorption in the gut, the, uh, what, the metabolism, also after you absorb the food, how you metabolize them. And uh, the other factor is even if people don't gain weight, it's not only the weight that's the marker of good health. You can be absolutely in good shape in terms of weight, but from the inside, you have a lot of heart plaque buildup and a lot of uh, bad fat developing in um, a critical area of your body. So weight by itself is not is the only goal that we want to achieve. It's the quality. The other message I want to uh, relay is that even if someone cannot lose weight, even if the weight is stable and we're still overweight, by eating the good quality diet, it's basically like an internal cleansing. It's just the inflammation would go down, the plaque buildup would stop developing, and the disease would stop progressing even if we don't lose weight. So, of course, we'd love people to lose weight, but if they cannot, that doesn't mean that we failed. It's the quality of the diet and the control of the risk factors that is the most important. Okay, that's interesting, because uh, I've had people say uh, that they are trying to eat the right food, and I'm thinking it looks like they're not losing weight, but uh, it's more important to eat the right food whether you lose weight or not, you're saying. Absolutely. Now, with chemicals versus sugar, 
I know it's sugar is probably not the best thing for us, but it's in so many things. And no matter how hard we try, we're going to take in some sugar, just like salt occasionally. Uh, it's in so many things. Uh, are we better off with natural sugars as opposed to these chemical sweeteners that have zero calories? Oh, no. The chemical sweeteners have actually, there's a lot of recent data that shows that they increase the amount of diabetes. And it's one of the uh, factors that is associated with the chronic degenerative diseases that we're talking about. The best way to do that is sugar is present in nature, and we don't have to modify it. The way it's present in fruits, the way it's present in certain vegetables, and even meats, it's combined with other natural chemicals that will allow the absorption from the gut to be very balanced and very uh, uh, in, in a way that doesn't cause a spike in blood sugar levels immediately like all the man-made sugars that cause the insulin in the body to rise in such a very high fashion that the body is not tolerating this and uh, you know has not seen it in, in millions of years and all of a sudden within 50 years with all the advancement in the food industry now we have a, a completely different way our body has to deal with so going back to the basics if you eat natural if you eat the apple as our creator has created it it has its own fibers that minimize the uh, acute absorption and the spike in blood sugar so uh, sugar in a very small amount is actually uh, you know in fruits is is not unhealthy but it's the, the processed food and the quantities that are available right now in very large amounts that are causing the body to fail. Now, the old adage, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and you're promoting eating apples with fiber and things of that sort. In it. Is there any truth in the ingredients in the apple? An apple a day does keep the doctor away? Um, most fruits, you know, someone has to, especially diabetic patients, have to watch for the what we call the glycemic index, which means the amount of sugar in the food. So there are some types of fruits that, like uh, grapes, uh, that have a higher amount of sugar than other foods. But we try to favor the foods with fibers. Um, so apples, uh, pears, mango, uh, pineapple. Uh, things like that that would absor get absorbed relatively slower and, of course, in moderation. Um, but uh, fruits are not the only, you know, uh, healthy way of eating. There are multiple other components. Uh, the Mediterranean diet is a very good example of a heart-healthy diet where uh, good fats, uh, fats in general are, uh, you know, there's a, uh, a wrong concept in society that fats are bad for you. There are some fats are very bad for you, especially fried food and saturated fats. And uh, But there are some good fats also, the fat that's present in fish and olive oil and certain types of nuts. Those are good fats uh, in avocados. So those are things that will help the heart tremendously in moderation again. Here's a text from a listener who's talking about fried food, and they're talking about going, going to different restaurants, wondering if one is more healthy than the other, or is fried just bad, no matter how you do it. And they're using as a comparison some of the Asian restaurants, Thai restaurants, uh, Japanese, 
Uh, Chinese are offering fried wontons and fried uh, this and that. Is that any different? Is that fried different from the fried chicken that you find at southern restaurants? So basically, going back to what happens, it's uh, hydro- basically these oils are man-made. They're hydrogenated um, uh, oils where uh, when you go up on the temperature to 500 degrees, 600 degrees, basically you're ruining the chemical structure of the oil and producing what we call free radicals. Free radicals are basically like very unstable elements inside the food that will go and cause inflammation everywhere they go, including the heart vessels. So fried food, whatever it is, is very bad for the heart. And just because the oil gets damaged so bad that it causes good flavor, unfortunately, but it ravages tons of inflammation inside the body. So fried, whatever it is, is bad for you. Okay, so stay away from fried. Absolutely. All righty. We have another text from a listener, and uh, this one is uh, asking about some of the uh, things that you've talked about on exercise and things of that sort. How much exercise should a person have to maintain a quality, healthy lifestyle? The American Heart Association recommends at least 30 minutes a day, five times a week. I know this seems excessive, but we can, we don't have to. So obviously a dedicated exercise session would be great, but we can also exercise in our daily lives. If, if we're going to the mall, try to park the car as far as possible. If we're having the opportunity to walk up the steps, let's do that. So there are other ways to compensate if we don't have enough time. But the best way is to do some cardio exercise for half an hour a day, five times a week. All righty. And this one is a listener asking about the rotational atherectomy procedure that St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital is now offering. Uh, They're asking, is this something that uh, you do several times throughout your lifetime, or is it a one-time procedure? We hope that it's a one-time procedure. We don't want to keep doing stents inside the heart and using that technique to get through the heart plaque. The whole purpose is to fix the advanced heart plaque with that technology, and then after that, stabilize the plaque with risk factor modification with controlling all the risk factors so that plaque wouldn't develop anymore. So we hope it's a one-time treatment and done. That same person asked uh, in their text question about, uh, are there any warning signs that let you know that you have this problem? And thank goodness, uh, this procedure is available locally. Yeah, so unfortunately, the heart is a very tricky organ. I say that because uh, not everybody experiences chest discomfort like we see in the movies when someone catches the chest and they're having chest pain they go to the hospital this happens in a certain amount of times but there are a lot of times especially in diabetic patients where the nerves that transmit the signals from the heart to the brain have been affected by diabetes so basically it's like you have no alarm you have absolutely no warning signs the other indirect warning signs are nausea severe fatigue, severe shortness of breath, feeling unwell, um, all these signs, some uh, extra heartbeats also sometimes. So there are some indirect signs that uh, uh, medical doctors can pick up on to uh, order testing 
and through certain testing, we can actually diagnose the problem. But if someone is feeling unwell, they have to be checked by their primary care provider for sure. And of course, this is not all heart disease related. It could be related to the stomach. It could be related to the lungs. There are a lot of other organs and disorders that cause these symptoms. That's why, unfortunately, there are a lot of situations where heart attacks are not detected because the symptoms are so vague. Here's a text from a listener who says, I've really gotten into checking my family's history, and I have uh, run the uh, heredity check back on my father and mother's side. I'm 25 years old. Is there one side or the other, father or mother, that I should take more notice about uh, for diseases such as heart disease? Usually the transmission is equal from bo- both sides, so and the distribution is very variable. You can have genes that you, obviously your siblings don't have, so it's basically the draw, uh, draw of the luck, basically. And out of curiosity, this person did not ask this question, but after you go back a few generations, if you don't have any uh, issues, uh, if you have issues right now, but uh, you go back a few generations and you don't find any heart issues or vice versa, uh, have you ever gone back far enough where it, uh, the problem just sort of goes away? Uh, basically, family history is very tricky for two reasons. Number one, our um, you know fathers and grandfathers, grandmothers could have had a different lifestyle. So, if I had a father who smokes and I don't smoke, the and if my father had a heart attack at the age of fifty-five, that doesn't mean that I have the gene of the heart attack. So, it's the lifestyle component that caused some of that. The other way around is the following. Our Most of the time, it's the other way around. Our ancestors actually had a good lifestyle and did not have heart issues because they compensated with a good way of life. And now we're living through that uh, modern way of living, and the genetics are uh, reemerging. So one uh, must take the family history in a very uh, detailed and uh, meticulous way. And the best way to answer that question is actually genetic testing, where it's available now, widely available. A lot of laboratories are doing that. But we don't have to go to the genetics to uh, diagnose a problem. We do that in the extreme when someone is extremely young, presenting with a heart attack without risk factors. Um, This is when we go to genetic testing. But if someone wants to have a genetic uh, background, they ought to do a genetic testing. We have a a text message. Uh, The person says, thank you for bringing up genetic testing. I've had people recommend that for me. I've had some friends who said that they worried more about it once they found the results of what they were prone to possibly having. Uh, What kind of uh, advice do you have uh, as far as genetic testing? Should we or should we not? So it's not a broad spectrum where we recommend that for the masses. It has to be very, very specifically ordered after extensive counseling because, as you said, not only it causes anxiety. So there are certain aspects of genetic testing that we still, in 2020, don't understand. So uh, if we can have some information that gives a certain percentage of diseases to a patient, it's unfair for the patient to be anxious for the rest of her or his life just because we still don't understand all the aspects of that. 
the other aspect of this is employment. Uh, if someone has a genetic condition, how does that affect insurance, employment, all of that? So the flip side is uh, a lot of people go undiagnosed with very advanced diseases that if we know early about, we can uh, we can adequately treat them and fix that. For that reason, your doctor has to be has to pick the right patient for genetic testing. It's not for the entire population. Okay, so in other words, uh, ignorance is not a good excuse. Ignorance can help you reduce your risk of having a disease. Absolutely. There are some very effective genetic treatments, and uh, they're getting targeted every year. Uh, we hear about specific treatments that target gene defects, and this will expand over the next 10 to 20 years for sure, including um, stem cells in the heart. Obviously, it has not reached a point where we can use it right now. There's a lot of research on it, but uh, this field is expanding at a very fast rate. A new procedure being offered now at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital called rotational atherectomy procedure, and it's a general preventative for heart issues. Our guest this morning, Dr. Hattie Alicia with St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Hold on just a second. We're going to check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be back. We're in the final segment, so if you have a question for the doctor or if there's something that's concerning you dealing with heart disease, maybe this procedure is what you need, send us an email to WGNS Radio. Uh, actually, don't send us an email. Send us a text to 615-893-1450. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Fair Construction can help you, whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Fair Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. We just want to let everyone know that we've provided tours at the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community. While we know these last months have been challenging for everyone, we feel we've grown closer as a family and we take pride in the safety, support, and care we have been able to provide to our residents during this challenging time. We are pleased to be able to show our community again and would love for you to have a look at what independent living could mean to you. This is Hope Rogers with the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community, 2550 Willow Oak Trail. Call me at 615-848-3030. For 80 years, Roscoe Brown has been the trusted name in heating, cooling, and plumbing for Middle Tennessee homeowners and businesses. Throughout the years, our number one goal has been to accurately assess your HVAC and plumbing systems. With four locations in Middle Tennessee, we provide 24-7 assistance by calling 1-888-MY-ROSCOE. Turn to the experts at Carrier and Roscoe Brown. People you know, a name you trust. RoscoeBrown.com. Roscoe Brown. RoscoeBrown.com. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the mid-90s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 68. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 69. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. 
Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back and happy birthday to Felicia Alsup, our Simply Pure Sweets birthday club winner today on WGNS. Felicia Alsup, happy birthday to you. Our good neighbor of the day is Jenny Justice. Jenny, the person who nominated her as the good neighbor, said she has a huge heart and always thinking of others. She's going to receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts. If you know a good neighbor, let us know who they are. Send us their name, address, and phone number and tell us why they should be the good neighbor of the day. Dr. Hadi Leisha is our guest this morning from St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. We're talking about a new rotational atherectomy procedure uh, that's a general preventative of heart issues and heart disease, the number one killer in America. Uh, we Let's sort of uh, review some of the things that we have touched on. And again, how does this procedure work? So basically what uh, this procedure is, is a drill or a rotor router that has pieces, uh, very small pieces of diamonds on the tip of it that rotates at very high speeds of 160,000 times a minute to drill through a heart plaque that has a very hard tissue, we call that calcifications, and that will sand the heart plaque to a point where it becomes soft for us to deploy a stent in it and have a very good long-term outcome. Now, is this what you would call non-evasive surgery, so you don't have a prolonged period of recuperation? So basically, uh, this is a non-surgical procedure, meaning there's no incision, but it's an invasive in the sense that we put a catheter inside the body and advance it to the heart artery and advance the equipment through it. We can do all of that from the wrist or from the groin. The large majority of the time, we can do it from the wrist through just a puncture like an IV and uh, basically a Band-Aid once we're done. Uh, There are no incisions. Wow. It really is small then. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, you don't have any uh, of the problems that that you do after surgery? Correct. The recovery is the major advantage over surgery. Of course, there are certain types of plaque buildup in the heart where this procedure is not recommended for, and bypass surgery is still recommended. And uh, this is where we analyze the anatomy of the heart arteries. Every time we take an angiogram, basically a picture with dye inside the heart arteries, And based on that, we can make an assessment who is a good candidate for this versus other techniques. Now, does the age of the patient, uh, does that help in the diagnosis of who's a good good candidate or not? Age is not a factor. It's uh, obviously very advanced age may be um, uh, be an obstacle because it predisposes for more complications. But of course, age by itself is not an absolute number. Some an 80-year-old patient who's relatively healthy most of their life is different than someone with multiple diseases. So we take that into account. Okay, so we're back again to remembering the right things to do to be healthy, exercise, eating the right food, and the sooner you do it, uh, the better you are. But as you had said earlier, uh, it's rarely that you're ever too old. Correct. I mean, uh, we have to obviously use our common sense and 
um, uh, overall medical assessment. And there's um, never a number that will let us just stop. It's the overall condition of the health of the patient and, of, of course, their wishes. All right. Uh, before we leave, and we're almost out of time, Dr. Hadi Lisho with St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital is our guest this morning. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with people uh, on things that they need to remember about being healthy? Absolutely. So we're talking today about a very advanced technique to take care of very advanced, severe plaque buildup in the heart. We don't want to get there. The whole purpose of prevention is to avoid us getting to a point where we need to use very advanced technology to fix that. Now, unfortunately, we find out about it relatively uh, late in the process, but it's never too late, as you said. The main issues are to eat healthy, to stay active, to maintain a healthy weight, to make sure that someone is checking uh, blood pressure, cholesterol levels, and blood sugars, uh, and of, of course avoiding smoking and or exposure to smoking and uh, unhealthy chemicals. Dr. Hedy Leisha is our guest this morning from St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. After a week on the run, the suspect in the shooting of his ex-girlfriend on the 4th of July has been arrested. 26-year-old Brandon Francis surrendered to authorities Saturday, July 11th. He's been charged with attempted first-degree murder for the shooting on Battle Avenue on the 4th of July. Investigators say Francis shot his 26-year-old ex-girlfriend, then left the scene. The victim remains in the hospital in critical condition. Francis remains in the Rutherford County Jail on a $350,000 bond. His next court date is next month. Police in Murfreesboro continue to investigate an aggravated assault case this past Thursday involving a vehicle that allegedly hit a woman 